So, Rose, if you had to have your genes spliced with another animal, what would it be? I'm assuming that this is me in the movie where I'm also being bred for military purposes. Well, you're for sure an alien and, yeah, alien stuff. Okay. I'm going to go with squirrel because they never seem to be hit by anything. There's one that runs in under my tires every day, waits for me to go by and runs under my tires every single day without being hit. <laughs> so I feel like my odds for survival go up exponentially if I have squirrel genes. Oh, fair enough. Um, okay, so your name would be Chase Quirkus. Oh, I like it. I get a last name, too. And it kind of sounds a little bit Roman, so I would fit in really well. Well, Quirkus is the Latin uh, genus name for oaks, which okay. produce acorns. So I'm chasing acorns. Yeah. I like it. It's subtle, but symbolic. Yeah, exactly. What would you be? Mine wasn't war-related. I was just going to say a cat. I mean, I guess that could still be war-related. But I was going to say it was just so that I could treat people like garbage, but they still really like me and give me food. I mean, we've already had many names for that. Would that make you pussy galore? No. <laughs> You've been taught that the birthplace of the human race is Earth. But it's not. Do you know what this will do to people when they find out the truth? I don't think that most people would want to know the truth. I do. Your planet was seeded by a brass axe industries roughly 100,000 years ago. It's one of the most powerful dynasties in the universe. There are three primary heirs. The oldest is Belem. He's the one that controls this planet and wants you dead. I'm telling you, I'm nobody. You are royalty. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is More is More, the bad movie podcast. Where today we're talking about Jupiter Ascending, starring Channing Tatum, Mila Kunis, and Sean Bean. Just, that's right. That's right. He got billing over Eddie Redmayne. Take that. I think that just goes to show what a good agent Sean Bean has. Yeah. Well, or what I'll, a bad agent Eddie Redmayne has. One of the two. Well, this is not an official. I don't know if this is official, but in my heart, Sean Bean always gets top billing. Well, he should have gotten top billing over everyone else in the movie. <laughs> he actually should have. He was the best actor in the movie. Low bar, but still. But he was also such a throwaway part. I know. Like, the part honestly could have been cut from the rest of the movie and nobody this movie takes such a scattershot approach to storytelling and characters yeah characters but also like plot elements it kind of to me okay so for the first time i saw it i thought it felt like they'd taken a trilogy and compressed it into one movie mm -hmm. but after re-watching it what i feel like actually happened is it feels more like a graphic novel yeah where it's kind of just this serialized story that is kind of one story, but it's not really. Like, there's chapters that don't really work cohesively together. To the point that when Channing Tatum was asked by uh, someone what it was about, he was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Technically speaking, I'm an alien. And from the perspective of immigration, an illegal one. So what do you think the movie is about now, thematically? Having heard this line. Her not belonging. Because I thought it was the whole thing was now going to be a metaphor for illegal immigration. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, it's not, by the way, in case anyone was curious. But why would you open with a line like this? See, I thought that it was meant to say that she is an actual alien. No, I think so. And Which isn't true, by the way, It's not true. And, and then it makes no sense after that, which is revealed immediately. So it's weird. Yeah. Because I thought she was going to be a real alien. I thought so, too. Um, and then when they say, and according to immigration, an illegal one, I was like, oh, this whole thing is going to be just a huge metaphor for illegal immigration. Nope. Because otherwise, why would you open your movie with this line? They also never really went into... It's, it's funny because they also never really went into colonization. No. Which, like colonial politics and I kind of thought that they would have more than they did. Right, but the way they structured the universe, there wasn't direct oversight. Yeah. Well, that's true, but like they still just whatever. Anyway, well, we'll I just talk mean, about it later. So so you can't no, really no. deal with things with colonization because they're 
not they're not they don't know they're being colonized so it's i don't know well they're the colonized yeah but they don't know that like right anyway it's just that thing of i feel like an indian movie you know if you're if it's a parallel you have to have the overseers that are like inflicting their will on you currently so she says her dad taught astrophysics and her mom taught applied mathematics in St. Petersburg. There were Russian. Her dad, Maximilian Jones, always saw the best in people. And how is her dad's name Maximilian Jones in Russia? He's British. Oh, okay. So he always saw the best in people and she doesn't know what happened that she always sees the worst, expects the worst in people. You see her mom pregnant and her dad's like, we're going to name our child Jupiter after the biggest and best planet. And her her mom correctly is like, that's (laughs) dumb. Never, ever. Are we judging a planet's value, by the way, on its size? If it's biggest, it must be best. Are you planet body shaming the biggest planet? (laughs) I think I might be. I don't know what's so spectacular about Jupiter that... It is the best planet. This seems... It, it is a, also a... Arbitrary. Yeah, it's also a weird... It's like a distinction that a child would make. Yeah. It's the best because it's the biggest. Not a leading astrophysicist. Yeah. The only reason that she does end up getting named Jupiter is because he gets shot almost immediately <laughs> after that by robbers who take his equipment and stuff, and that's how he gets shot. They would have left him alone, except he was like, no, don't take my telescope. I can never get another one of those. Yeah. Anywhere. I work in a university. Yeah. He gets shot for it, so worth it? Yes. So I guess she's going to America on a ship and... To live with her sister. On, like, a steamer ship. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Where she gives birth. And I love... Here's what I love. Okay. So, for one thing, I don't know why she would go to live in America... With her sister. When, when she her hus- is a respected academic. She is. There's no reason for her to leave Russia. It's not like she doesn't have a life there. Yeah. No reason for her to leave Russia. Especially because she goes to live with her sister and work as a maid. Yeah. Or she could go live with her husband's family in Britain. I mean, this isn't one of those things where, like, she's a doctor, so she can't work in the U.S. Like, she could teach and work as a an applied mathematics professor in the U.S. Right, she could have come over legally. And yeah. then she, she has wouldn't skills. be having... Yeah, and then she wouldn't have to work as a maid and mm. have her daughter work as a maid. Because also... <laughs> I never even thought about this. <laughs> well, yeah, because it just seems so arbitrary that she's an illegal immigrant. The first time I saw this movie, before I was really thinking about it, I was like, oh, because she's escaping communist Russia. And then I realized that... Nope. If, if the city name is St. Petersburg, it means that they're not the USSR anymore. Yeah. So there's no reason for her to escape anything. Because I was like, oh, this is somehow the gut. I didn't think it was they were being robbed. I thought the government was coming in because his work was somehow anti-government something. And then I realized, no, wait, this is just a perfectly random robbery committed by random citizens. Yeah. So she's not in any danger if she stays. And she could take her time to go to her sister. Yeah, yeah. What they wanted was for her to have a connection to astrology and academia, but they also wanted her to be a maid and, like, have a terrible life. Yes. Here's the other thing. She goes, so I don't have any country. And I'm like, no, legally, you're Russian. Yeah. Like, that. that's not how that works. Right. <laughs> Uh, your mom was Russian. You're Russian. And possibly British, if your dad was a British citizen. Oh, probably. She, probably she is British yeah, and Russian. She probably has dual citizenship in two perfectly good countries to live in. Which means that it would have make would have made more sense for her mom to go to Britain. Yeah. Where her daughter can represent her interests legally. Exactly. Mila Kunis. Jupiter. Was born in the house of Leo with Jupiter rising. Oh. Which could have just been the name... Why she was called Jupiter. You just had to say, she was destined for great things and was going to find her one true love. And she was like, yeah, the problem with astrology, though, is that it's BS. Right. And just so we can have toilets. Yeah, just we can have the cut scene of her cleaning toilets, which, by the way, is the only housework she does. Like, yeah. she works as a maid, but oh, the only thing she does is clean toilets. She holds a feather duster at <laughs> least once. We, after the very dramatic title sequence, cut to... A space planet that is empty of people, except for Titus Abrasix and Kalik Abrasix. Have you ever seen a harvest? Oh, no. Never. But I've heard they feel no pain. So, Brit- aliens are British. With Roman names. Yeah, right? 
they call their brother Belem, and he's Eddie Redmayne. He looks older than them, and he is speaking like there's 20% oxygen on this planet. He cannot raise his voice above a certain pitch, or he will die. I assume he has, like, emphysema. Like a rare alien emphysema. They'd be able to fix it. Way to go, movie. You made Eddie Redmayne terrible. How did you do that? It's like, it's a bold choice. In a better movie, I would have hated it less. But the movie itself was so bad, it was just one more thing to get annoyed at. Titus, based on looks alone, he's supposed to be like the, the young playboy. playboy, like doesn't care about anybody else, not going to take responsibility for anything. Titus wants Belem to give him Earth, which he was like, oh, I was just looking through mother's old papers and she loved Earth the most and blah, blah, blah. She said it was so pretty. And, yeah, it was, uh, her, it was the specialist planet of all the planets she had. And looking at the planet that just got harvested, thinking... That planet looks way prettier than ours. It's pretty awesome. Like the architecture and stuff and like the landscape. I don't know. It looked better to me. He's like, so maybe you could give that to me. Knowing how this stuff worked later, you were like, why would you ever have even asked that? Well, because he says it with this kind of smirk, like, oh, I've got a back. Like, I know you're not going to go for it, but like, I've got a backup plan. No, there's no plan B. Yeah, his plan seems to be to let Belem know that he's after Earth, which is the worst thing you could do if you want a planet. Totally. And also to let, so this is how he starts out with his bargaining. The thing you have is the best thing. It's so (laughs) much better than everything I own combined. How about a swapsies? Well, that's what his sister said. His sister was like, you dummy. (laughs) It's worth more than all of your planets you inherited. But he's still like smirking to himself like, it's fine because I got a plan B. And I'm like, how was this plan A? How was plan A just maybe you want to give me this? He's honestly really dumb. Like he never stopped smirking and he never should be smirking. (laughs) Uh, Because all his plans are really stupid. (laughs) In fact, one of his plans only almost worked because... Jupiter is equally stupid. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till we discuss that plan. Oh, it was, she was so dumb. Yeah. So uh, Belem is like, uh, nice try. I got places to be. And he leaves. So anyway, back to Earth. Three people. They're like on the roof at night. They're called hunters. Yeah. They're probably like Channing Tatum's character is, which we'll also find out later, is spliced with animal and human genetics. That's probably what makes them hunters. Yeah, exactly. These three hunters should have been in it way more. Yeah, they I should have. Them. I know. They, they had personality and spunk. <laughs> they were interesting, <laughs> at least, which a lot of these characters weren't. So they're upset and they're like, oh, a lycantent. He used to be a skyjack, I can tell from the boots. Right, which is bizarre because we later find out that skyjackers have wings. So why would they need wings and gravity boots? Maybe if their wings get tired. <laughs> I don't know. One of the hunters also is like, randomly. There was a hunter in the Legion. A legend. To track a single gene in the Gaia. I hope that guy's not real and that's not him. <laughs> of course, 100% it is him. Right. So like, he's after their bounty. The girl rides off on an invisibility space motorcycle. <laughs> Channing Tatum's inside smelling paper. Like you do. And it's an egg donation form. Yes. That... Under the name Catherine Dunleavy. Yes. And he's like, oh yeah, that's the one. This is one of those things that felt unnecessarily complicated to me. Like, they could have simplified this a lot and still had what they needed to have. There's a lot of things in this movie that could have been (laughs) simplified just for the sake of needing less explanation and just speeding things up. Like, if this had been a book... Sure, whatever. But as a movie, I just kind of need things to happen quickly at this point. This is actually one of the things that made it feel like it had been a book. So anyway, he he leaves and there's a big chase over it, fight over this piece of paper. There's hover boots. Those figure heavily into the story later and there's a lot of hover booting around. (laughs) We'll find out that he doesn't walk if he could just use his gravity boots. There's a scene later on where he's literally just walking around, but he's walking around on his gravity boots, so he's like a few inches off the ground. For no reason other than to be off the ground. Yeah. So something about the hover boots actually made it feel really 90s. (laughs) Oh, I can see that. Well, part of it is because the way that the hover boots end up getting used, if you're like using them to fly across big pieces of air, like space. Yeah. This is Um, another science is magic thing because it can hover you... 
three inches off the ground or 300 feet off the ground. Right. And the way they use it alternatively looks like rollerblading or skateboarding. Yeah. Both of those are very 90s. (laughs) That's a good point. And so it always just looked like he was rollerblading in to Mm -hmm. save the day. Yeah. Lord Belem is upset that these hunters didn't get what they were supposed to get. Kalik also is talking to somebody about, like, make a deal with the hunters. Yeah. And now we see Belem naked in a pool and getting younger. That will never come up again. They're looking for a recurrence also. This is the first time we hear that word, which comes up a lot. So we see Jupiter at work and she's cleaning up for this lady. And the lady's like, oh my gosh, Jupiter, you have to help me get ready. And some guy's going to ask me to marry him and he's super rich. And I'm like, man, looking at your apartment, like, I don't think that's your issue. Jupiter goes into the closet to get a dress or put a dress away. And these gray aliens who look kind of like the silence from Doctor Who... They were, like, suspending her There's, and, like, like, taking a yeah. test or something. Just probing her a bit. Yeah. I think they're trying to get genetic tests. They're called keepers, by the way. Um, so when we mention them again, we'll just call them keepers. Uh, to differentiate them from the hunters. I guess so. I've they just, all have names. I just called them Graylians. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Jupiter takes a picture of it. And then her phone goes off, so they see her and they do a memory wipe. But they're so sophisticated, they don't realize that they should check her phone. Yeah, right? Why is it always like aliens are like so sophisticated, they're like, but what is phone? Yeah. We're back at Jupiter's house. We see her horrible family. Uh, They're not horrible, but her uncle's supposed to come off as horrible. I also had a question at this point as to whether her entire family were illegal immigrants or just her and her mom. He seems like he's an actual business owner. Yeah. The uncle, he's the one running the maid crew. And it seems like he has a few maid crews. Yeah, but they also all seem related to him, so he could easily still not be. No, totally. I just wasn't sure, and they didn't make it clear. And I would have liked to know, because they brought it up. She wants an advancement. And he's like, what do you want? What is it that you want? And she won't tell them. And she's like, never mind, I don't need it. Well, later we see her looking on eBay, and it's her dad's telescope. It's like Is it her dad's? I I thought it was just a telescope. It looked exactly the same, and it was gold. And if it was just a telescope, then I don't know why she would want one that was $4,000. Can her uncle really advance her $4,000? There's no way. So, Vladdy. Vladdy? I don't know. Um, The comic relief cousin. Oh, gosh. Yeah, like, we needed that. Comes in to make sure she still wants to do this thing. It's very obvious that they mean sell her eggs. Um, This made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, it was really bizarre. Call back. She's like, why do they have to use words like harvesting? It's so creepy. Then he's like, oh, I got big plans for that money. It could be life changing, possibly for both of us. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I don't understand why you get 10,000 and I get five. They're not your eggs. And he's like, because like money goes uphill or something like that. This was so strange. Why would you agree to sell your eggs? For only 33%. Like, can she not find a place to sell her eggs without her cousin's help? So I was like, okay, so maybe, like, he's arranging this through, like, some illicit thing that he knows about and he's connected. And then I see her going to this clinic and I'm like, okay, so at this point she's just giving it to him. Right. She, he has no leverage in this situation. He doesn't even show up that day with her. No, he got so desperate when she wasn't going to do it, maybe, he thought, Mm -hmm. that she could have easily said at least half or, like, no, you only get five. Yeah. And he would have done it. Right. Because otherwise he just gets nothing. Also, I think what this shows, this is our first indicator of what a bad negotiator she is. And she's real dumb. Yeah. I don't know if this is the impression they wanted to give with this scene, but it's the first indication of both of those things. Yeah. (laughs) So she goes to the clinic and it's secretly a space clinic where they want to kill her. The keepers are there in human disguise and they're going to kill her when they confirm that they take a little test and they're like, oh, is it her? Yep. Good. This causes so many questions for me. Yeah. First question. Did aliens really set up an egg donation clinic on the off chance that somebody might come who had the right genetics for them to label as a recurrence? Second question. Did they take this over from the humans because they found out that she... Because they clearly saw that Catherine Dunleavy or whatever was the person they wanted, which is why they went to her apartment. But 
And now they're waiting for the person under her name to show up. But how did they find that out? Because I thought Kane Wise, which is Channing Tatum's name, I thought that Kane took the form. So how did they get this information? Well, what I was wondering if she submitted, she had to submit genetic information for testing before they would accept her egg donation. Maybe. And they somehow got a hold of that genetic information. Also, here, here's the other thing. Everyone's like, oh, we need to do all this genetic testing, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, after the wrong lady for a while. Oh, right. If she looks, we find out later, she looks exactly like this other woman. It's not like they couldn't have known what she looked like. In which case, they definitely would have killed her in the apartment because she, they certainly would have tested her in the apartment because yeah. she looks the same. Yeah, exactly. If you're sending them out to look for this genetic recurrence. This is so convoluted <laughs> and poorly explained. It really uh, is. The oh, more man. we're talking about it, the more plot holes I'm seeing. Same. Kane comes in on his space boots and rescues her. One, this is the first time Kane saves her during this movie. Oh, gosh, I'll, like I'll keep six. track of it for everyone. Okay, please do. In case you're wondering, they were trying to create a strong female heroine. So this is the first time she gets saved by the male hero. We cut from there to a space orgy on Titus's <laughs> ship. His assistant with like weird mouse ears comes in and, and it's, we learn that Kane is working for Titus. Yes. Oh no, we thought he was good. Back to uh, Kane and Jupiter. Mm-hmm. And he was bred for the military. He is part wolf. DNA splice with wolf. And she's like, oh, why should I trust you? Also, when she wakes up, she's like, oh, why am I in my clothes? And I checked. Those are her clothes from before, which means that as he was fleeing the clinic with her. He found wherever they put them. <laughs> yeah, he, he looked for her clothes and took them along. We also find out that Belem was also working with these Graylians. He has so many things that he's using to get... It's, yeah. And these space lizards that we see later. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Because this brings up the question of how did he even... Does he just have this everywhere on every planet just in case this recurrence pops up? I guess. Why are they there in the first place? There's no guarantee at all that, for one thing, there will be a recurrence. No one acts like this is 100% always what happens. And secondly, that it would be on Earth. So does he have all of these people on every planet where there's human life? I mean, at least with Kane, there's... Because they say he's like the best tracker in the world, in the universe. He can track anything, a single gene anywhere. So theoretically, you could keep Kane on staff. Like a right. Titus has Kane on staff. And you could just have him like sniff it and be like, can you sense someone in the universe? But like, Belem is just wasting resources, really. I know. Now we get to explain the boots. I don't know why they felt like they had to explain what the hover boots are. They're like, this is how these work. It's magic, by the way. They're going up into the ship. It's did this feel like romantic? Yeah, it really did. It was very romantic. (laughs) They're attacked, and his ship explodes. There's a chase through Chicago in the air. The boot action scenes look really, really, really fake. They're terrible looking. He ends up getting into one of the keepers ships. It's the keepers that are after him. Getting into one of their ships, there's more chase, and then they end up in a car that they stole. And he drives cars with no problem. Yep. Which is weird. No explanation. They don't even ask, like, how do you know how to drive a car? Yep. He just drives it. Yeah. And now we get our second info dump. Explaining how everything gets covered up. It's not that hard. The buildings are all going to be rebuilt by morning. They don't explain, though, how, like, all of the deaths of the people that I'm sure died during this are going to be explained. Also, we have video technology in this day and age. Which you apparently don't check for. Yeah. When you wipe things. He did say, like, we can't catch everyone, but the ones that we don't get, they won't, no one will believe them. They'll just think they're crazy. Which I get. I mean, honestly, like... From a writing perspective, I understand it's the whole, we want to have an action scene, but we also don't want to deal with changing the universe as it is. Um, I have to, honestly, I kind of have to respect Transformers for just going ahead with. I know. And he's like, you know, we may have stumbled into a war within the Abrasics family. And she's like, what's that? So then we hear all about them. Yeah, long story short, Belem wants her dead. Belem sees Jupiter on video? No one understands this universe like you did. No one understands me like you did. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It was weird. It does make sense later, but like watching it, you are like, man, this person has issues. And he does. 
Yeah, I did guess exactly who she was based on that scene, though. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. We also get... How is it possible for a single splice to destroy an entire fleet of shadows? Oh my gosh, we get it. Okay, he's a badass. Yeah. And he's, like, supposed to be, like, dirt in this world. Yeah. So she thanks Kane for saving her. Kane has been stabbed, or he has some sort of gut wound. Oh, right. And Jupiter has been going through the contents of this car, and she's like, thankfully, the car, the woman that owns, or the person that owns this car is a woman, and so she pulls out a pad. Does the person who shot this scene not understand the way pads work? Surely at least Mila Kunis should understand that one side, the sticky side, is covered with plastic. And it's And the other side, side is absorbent. And we see her sticking the non-absorbent side to his wound. Also, blood absorption is not actually really what you want there. Like, you want pressure on the right. wound and for it to be covered. Yeah. And that's, yeah, anyway. He's not taking her to Titus. And he says they're going to see an old friend in the Aegis, uh, which is like the cops. And it's Sean Bean! Yay! This movie just got so much better. And they get into a big old fist fight. Yeah. And Sean Bean is mad at him for, he, he gave up so much for him. He cost him so much or something like that. And there are bees <laughs> everywhere. The whole house is like one huge hive. Like you see bits of like honeycomb sticking out of walls. And you stuff. sure do. Do you know why that's really bad for houses? Because it weakens the wood doesn't it it's more than that beehives weigh a freaking ton and all they do is fill everything they can with honey that house is already like rotting it's very old wood it would have fallen apart by then because the hive makes it so heavy yeah and then she starts walking around and she's like oh why aren't the bees stinging me and they start mimicking her arm, like the, yeah. They, they like start waving with her arms, like their wings for her or something. And she's like, ah, ha, 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 and, and like even Sean Bean is like, oh. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> then Sean Bean calls her Majesty. Right. He's like, bees. Bees are genetically designed to recognize royalty. I have so many questions about this statement. To recognize bee royalty. No, bees are genetically designed to recognize royalty. You are in for a surprise when you find out what I do for a living. Oh, it's not what you do. It's what you are. That's, no. That, there's no human definition of royalty that says it's... Genetically. It's genetic. Yeah, it's also... Um, I mean, for bees, it is genetic. Yes. But she's not genetically... She's not a bee. She's well, not part bee. First of all, yes, she's not a bee. Second of all... Just real quick, Sean Bean's name is Stinger. Yeah, we find out he's part bee. A peeny. Yeah. Part honeybee, by the way. I just want to say, if I have to be part bee, I want to be the one that hovers over water and waits for, <laughs> and waits for someone to come out. Because like, it's if so I have, angry. Yeah, if I have to be last part act on this earth is going yeah. to be to wait here until I can mildly annoy you. Yes. She also takes a really long time to ask. What, they call her majesty like five <laughs> times before yeah. she, she's like, why do you keep calling me that? And I'm like, wouldn't that be the first thing you asked when he was kneeling in front of you in the yard? Yeah. And calling you majesty? So at this point, did you think that it would be thematically relevant, the concept of bees in a hive and the queen? Because watching this movie at this point, I was like, okay, so the structure of society and the world around them is all going to somehow relate to bees in a hive because we've made such a huge freaking deal with this crazy bee house and the fact that bees don't sting her. Because I'm like, shouldn't she also have never been bitten by a dog? Or, you know, this should be a whole slew of things, not just, have you ever been stung by a bee? No. A lot of people haven't been stung by bees. I haven't. Yeah. It's like, apparently now bees are the arbiter of, like, what's really going on in our world. Yeah. Because when they talk about Cain as being part wolf and talks about the importance of a pack, then theoretically she should also be royalty for dogs, where she should be like the pack leader of dogs. But because they made such a huge freaking deal of the bees and the bee house and the bees being royalty and all of this stuff, I'm like, oh man, bees are going to be an important thematic element in this movie. Nope. After they leave this house, we never see another bee or hear them mentioned again. Nope. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because they bring it up a lot here. So we find out that Kane is doing this so that he can get Sean Bean's wings back and a full reinstatement for him. Yes. They find out that Belem has a blockade on the planet. No one gets in or out. And they can't get a cruiser until tomorrow. And Kane's like, we won't last the night. 
So she, they're like, well, we need a plan. Kane walks away, and they're talking about him, and they do what only a really good scriptwriter would do, which is say in words what you want people to think your character is. Yes. He's like... They're telling. Kane is complicated. Yeah. I'm like, really? Did you just say that? Well, also, I'm like, you know, I don't believe that a, mi- a longtime military man like Stinger, who has loyalty to Kane over this woman he's never met before, whether she's royalty or not, laying everything would then there. just be like, let me explain a few things to you. Let me explain his entire personality in words, because I've thought about this a lot, so I just have them lined up for you. Yeah, this all, was so unnatural. They also went way overboard when they were, like, building Kane's sad backstory. Yeah. They were like, he's a half-albino runt without a pack. So normally, I guess, wolf splices without packs go crazy. And if they don't, it's just because they turn into him, which yeah. is, like, really single-minded and fearless, hunter. Fearless, reckless, Yeah, all this driven. But the reason he got kicked out of the military is because he killed someone and Bean took responsibility for it. So apparently part of his thing, genetics, is that he, I guess, doesn't like entitled ones. In case you're wondering, that was really subtle naming for the rich and powerful. They're called the entitled. Yeah. which Because, I don't know if you understood this, it's because they own titles. I still don't get it, actually. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Off, <laughs> off mic. I'm going to need a while. He, like, instinctively wants to kill them This is so strange. And so he, like... Like, he did, has no memory of doing it. Was, it was just instinctive. Yeah, so he was, like, too... Cl- got too close to one and, like, killed them. And then Bean took responsibility for it. So they... Whatever. Yeah, so he's talking about all this stuff. He, so he's saying that, you know, this spliced with native species, um, DNA, humans, and then basically when the population gets too big for the planet, then it's ready for a harvest. They get cut off because there's a big fight after that, so yeah. they can't explain we what it means. We need to save this later for more dramatic revelation. There's a huge fight. The hunters come back, and the hunters manage to grab her. They take her, and they're going somewhere. But we see Kane grabbing the outside of the ship as it's taking off. We find out later that he's just ridden on the outside of the ship, I guess. I don't... All the way there? No, I thought we did see him get inside of it. I thought it was like the the door was closing still, and he, like, gets up inside. Because he he hops out of it before they land. If he if he was just like I it's all it also seems to be part of the landing mechanism, but like also a door. Yeah. So maybe that's how it was weird. And Belim is saying that he wants an early harvest on Earth. Yes. We see him like supervising the extraction of whatever from humans. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. He's his, like at some plant where they're his, doing this. His little gnome yeah. whatever guy. He's serv- named Knight. Uh, that is not his full name. His full name tells you everything you need to know about the quality of this movie. It is Chicanery Knight. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. It's so bad. Did this part remind you of The Matrix at all? Just the fact that it's directed by the same people. Did the, did yeah. the, them, the humans and tubes with things being stuck in them, did yeah. that remind you of The Matrix at all? Kind of did, yeah. yeah. In a lot of ways, this movie is a worse version of The Matrix. It is. You don't know your reality. This yeah. is what the reality is. People are getting just like, yeah. they're an, a resource. And he, so Belem says, I will harvest that planet tomorrow before I let her take it from me. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. Now we find out for real. She gets brought to the sister Yes. Obviously, because the hunters double-crossed Belem. And they get brought to Kalik. She's like, yeah, look, and shows her that it's her mother. Yeah. Their mother reincarnated. She shows her this statue, which I don't... Looks like a generic woman. Yeah, I guess I don't think it looks like... I mean, it must be. I guess. But I don't look at it and think, oh, man, that's Mila Kunis. Mm -hmm. Only person in the universe it could be. Right. They live a really long time. To them, genes are kind of spiritual because they're so good at manipulating them that it, they, like, everybody's genes are this big thing. And they said that when there's a, ge- a genetic recurrence, which is just, like, straight up the same genes come, come into play again, 
to them, it's almost the same. It's like the same as reincarnation. But it's interesting because they never talk about what would have happened if their mother hadn't been murdered. Mila would still have existed. You're right, yeah. They never talk. It's not like the genes only come back into play once the person is dead, and so that's weird. Yeah, because there is an implication that she only exists because her former self died, because that's the way reincarnation works. Yeah. But at the same time, her parents still would have met and had her, a child. Are they saying the genetics would have been different? I don't think so. I think they just don't bring it up in this movie. So they stay young by replacing old cells with new ones. And she's like, oh, like cloning? And she's like, no, not with cloning because we used to do that. And then a genetic plague almost mm-hmm. killed all humans. And we know it's really valuable, mm-hmm. which is why, of course, these people, when they're doing it, fill an entire pool with it. I know, and instead of. It. I know, a huge pool. And like. Because we see her doing it, right? She becomes yeah. young again in this scene. And you're like, okay, can you reuse that, hopefully? Yeah. I know. I'm like, uh, how is this not just like a paste or something that you put yeah. on your skin? It should be. Yeah. And the pool is way bigger than it needs to be. Uh, this isn't a peasant's hovel, really. <laughs> yeah. Kalik also tells Jupiter that she got written into the will Mm -hmm. by her former self, and she'll inherit the Earth. All she has to do is claim the title. Kane busts in. Second time he saves her. He has contacted the Aegis. They are entering orbit now. Excellent. I had planned to take you myself, but the Aegis will undoubtedly insist they handle things from here. So this is the thing that made me feel like it should have been a trilogy or mm-hmm. a graphic novel series because we get the three siblings because three is of course traditional. Yes, but oh, especially actually in Russian fairy tales, there's yeah. always three of everything. Yeah, but we don't see her again after this, and later on. So now we're following. Shortly after this, will be Titus's section, and then it will be Balim's section. But mm-hmm. they don't play into each other, so they feel very separate from each other. Going least dangerous to most dangerous. Yes. Now she's on the ship getting transported by the Aegis to go get the title claim. Mm-hmm. This is when she brings up her nickname. Oh, no. Please call me Jupe. We only hear this once. Her mother would never have given her that nickname because they don't say J's. It would have been Yoop. You assume it would be something and she got in school with friends, but Jupe is just an awful sounding nickname. It's horrible. It's horrible. And I was trying to think of what you would actually have as a nickname for Jupiter. And I, don't, I couldn't think of one. I don't know that you would have one. I don't think you would have one. I can't have a nickname. All the ones for me are terrible. Han? You don't want to go by Han? Well, I actually do have a friend who calls me Ham Ham sometimes. <laughs> but it's really a joke, so. Yeah? Uh, this is where they tried to write Mila Kunis's brand of personality into this movie more. <laughs> it and didn't it work. It didn't work at all. It was so weird with the vibe of the movie. They had gotten so dramatic in sci-fi. Yeah. And then she's, like, making jokes about everything and, like, yeah. trying to be the every girl. She just feels so out of place. Yeah. And I think this is what happens with her. She doesn't get cast in movies where that is the character that you need. Yeah. Also, Stinger is on the ship for some reason. Yeah. I guess he's like, well, I guess the time to get back to work. <laughs> Even though I've been probably dishonorably discharged. He shows up for no reason. We're never given an explanation as to how he got a ride with the the Aegis off the planet. He just, like, pops out of the woodwork for some reason. This isn't a character any of us have grown attached to. No. Well, I mean, except for the fact that it's Sean Bean. And then she's, like, she's wearing this, like, super fancy gown. And she's, like, do you have anything I can change into? And the woman, the policewoman that she's talking to... Like, kind of raises an eyebrow for some reason. I don't know why. She's in a dress that looks like it's difficult to move around in. Why wouldn't you? And then, and then, as though this is an explanation to the policewoman's reaction, saying, By myself? By myself. Awake. Yeah. <laughs> she looks back at Kane looks and Kane back at like, Kane like that's our private joke. <laughs> also, I imagine the policewoman is like, How else would this happen? We usually sedate people that change their clothes. <laughs> But don't worry, we have something else to focus on because now she's super in love with Kane for some <laughs> for some reason. And she she tells him by being like, "I always fall for the wrong guy." The fact that I have an uncanny ability to fall for men that don't fall for me—it's like my internal compass needle points straight at Mr. Wrong. Maybe it's my genes. Maybe I have defective engineering too. And if that's the case. Any way to fix it. 
maybe an hour with this man. And he's an alien, and you've been having to process a lot of other things. Yeah. If anything, this is Stockholm Syndrome. I know. Seriously, it is. And he's half-wolf. And she, he, he's like, yeah, we can't be together. Like, mm-hmm. you're royalty, and I'm a splice. Like, sorry. And yeah. I know He's like, I know you don't understand this, but, like, no. Yeah. And he leaves. So they're doing the... Ass- this is the ascension process. Yes. They call it. This felt so much like the- Brazil. Yes. Well, it was on purpose because in this scene we see Terry Gilliam. Oh, do we? He was the I old guy. Oh, the world of Brazil and bureaucracy and the world that they have previously set up as being the universe for this movie don't go together at all. This no. was so jarring and out of place. Yeah, it was really odd. They have this like Johnny Weir-esque robot. He's like, I'm Advocate Bob. I'm going to help you with, which like, okay, Bob's a name? What, all these yeah. names are like super weird, but <laughs> Bob is a name that was available the whole time? Yeah. Also, this is the worst, the most poorly programmed robot yeah. of all time because... He, he doesn't can't do know, his job. He doesn't know any of the forms. They, they keep having to tell him about new forms that he needs. And he just keeps running around and like, why does Jupiter have to be there for all of this? I know. It's like, she's royalty. royalty. You're making her sit around for the bureaucracy process? And gave her a robot that doesn't know how to do the stuff he was made to do? Yes. Nice. So weird. Yeah. So then when we're finally getting down to brass tacks, Terry Gilliam shows up. As the eccentric old man that this movie was missing in order to be perfect. (laughs) This scene also took a really long time. I was sitting there watching it like, why are we staying on this old man? Because it's been kind of a like quick cut bureaucracy thing. And now we get this. And I'm just like, he's taking forever to do anything. But if it's Terry Gillingham, it makes more sense. I can't believe he agreed to be in it. I know. Well, anyway, they give her this like weird space tattoo on her wrist that's like her title or something. Yeah. So now she owns the earth. Yep, she's claimed her title. So they go back to the ship and they're still trying to make something between Jupiter and Cain, and it's weird. And oh no, double cross. Stinger is working for Titus now. When Stinger reveals his nefariousness, a whole bunch of other people, like guards and stuff, pop out like all around them. I don't know where they've been. But now they're surrounded by gun people, except for the wall that they're up against. So Cain draws his weapon, presumably to defend Jupiter from all these people. So he draws his weapon and then steps behind her and points his gun. And I'm like, I know that was just a framing decision, but it looks like he's hiding behind Jupiter. That's hilarious. Oh my goodness. Okay, so on Titus' ship, mm-hmm. she was previously given a book of like title claiming rule rules of the society that yes. they're in. And... So she starts quoting stuff and she's like, you've detained me and I'm a royal and blah, blah, blah. And I can ask for a tax thing from you now and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I see you know a lot of stuff. Well, then will you join me for dinner? And she's like, yeah, you have to take me to where I want to go also. I want to go home. And he's like, fine, we'll go to Earth. So then she So goes, is she the world's smartest person? Is that what we're getting from this? That she can memorize an entire book of really boring code? It's the only time that she is smart like that. Yeah. And later on, she appears to not know stuff about their, yeah. their world. And it's like, well, was that the only thing you read? Was, like, the kidnapping part of it? <laughs> yeah. So then she shows up in a dress for dinner. And I'm like, let's just back up and remember this is his mother. Why would you put your mom in a dress that's that boobalicious? This gets weird. Oh, this, this whole, whole storyline gets so weird. Because Kane is kidnapped too. Kane was also part of it. He's on Titus's ship also. Yes. Because he's mad that he didn't bring him Jupiter. Yeah, so he's taken prisoner on the ship. And they do this in, I don't know who designed these jail cells, oh, which are essentially holes in the ground. But there's just this, a bit of, like, a few bars over it. I'm like, that is a major tripping hazard. for Because ev- this oh, is just is. in the middle of this station. That is. This hole appears in the floor. And I'm like... There are so many people that are going to hurt themselves on that. Yeah, break their ankles in that. Yeah, for sure. Where is she? Dining with Lord Titus, of course. Unless they've moved on to dessert. That is his mother. What are you saying right now? Yeah. I know you live on a sex ship, but... <laughs> no. It seems justified. Yeah. No, she's not wrong. <laughs> which is even worse. They're having dinner, and he doesn't want to take her title away from her. That's not what he's about. He actually 
wants to unite with her against the harvesting culture. And in his, at the end of her life, he says that she got really disgusted by it. And that's why she was killed. Because she started working against it. Yeah. Right. Um, this is when we get our Soylent Green as people moment. It comes from people. Each unit is refined from approximately a hundred human beings. What? Your planet is a farm, Jupiter. He was like, I want to leave my planets to you so that they don't get harvested. So will you marry me? I know! The only way for me to leave all of my planets for you if I die is to marry you? And I was like, so it's pretty obvious just from the situation we're in right now that that's not true because you got planets from your mother when she died. Right. Just write a will. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah. Or sign them over now. Yeah, I know. You don't have to keep them. And because the only way that they're a monetary asset is if you harvest them. Right. Why wouldn't you just give them back right now? Jupiter's an idiot. She doesn't see any flaws with this plan. Yeah, not even the fact that, like, even on Earth, that's not how things work. Yeah. Also, if genes are sacred, wouldn't this marriage be illegal? It feels like it should be. Even if they don't have children sexually anymore. Because he also says that the marriage is just a contract. But, like, if marriage is now just used to consolidate power, mm-hmm. if if this was not illegal, wouldn't she have already been married to her oldest son? So Before she died, she yeah. would have been married to her oldest son. Yeah, if, like... If that was acceptable. If this was a thing yeah. that happened. As it is, there's no way that this is legal. No, totally. And if that's all it is, then why would marriage still be between two people? Right. Then it would just be all business. Yeah. Like it, like mergers and acquisitions kind of stuff. Yeah, because once it's not about a relationship anymore and it's not about sexually producing children, right? then it doesn't need to be between two people. Right. The whole thing is really weird. And she's like, well, I guess I have no choice. So Kane is called in to see Titus and he is shot into space. Well, luckily, in a huge oversight, <laughs> they shot him out into space with a bunch of space shoot suits. I know! This is so funny! And there's, like, these little, like, pod-looking things out with mm-hmm. him, and he's like, cool, just grabs one of those, it's a spacesuit. Then he's, like, left floating in space, and they're like, 39 minutes, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, he's definitely gonna die then, right? The Aegis ship shows up, like, right when he's running out of oxygen. Yeah. They keep doing this whole, like, ticking clock thing where, like, oh, he only has 39 minutes. Like, they do this repeatedly throughout the movie of, like, oh, th- just when you think it all is lost, someone shows up immediately. And I'm, like, the problem is the more you do that, the less I care. Like, yeah. I already know that these people aren't going to die. By the way, spoiler alert, no person that we like in this movie dies. Pretty sure only one person dies. Yeah. So it really takes the stakes down several notches. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of stakes, we go back to Earth and we see Vladdy getting... Chewed out. And hit (laughs) by his family because I guess... So here's the weird thing. Instead of making up some excuse, he just straight up told them everything that he did. Right. Because they want to know why Jupiter's not back or not home, you know, where she is. And I think he got scared and he was like, hey, I need $10,000 real fast. Yeah. Um, But then he tells them, like, why he did this and... I actually did love this, like, these lines when his dad was like, You do not treat your cousin like chicken! Yes. Sell her eggs! <laughs> that, was a, that was a great line. That was really good. So the house gets smashed up as yeah. these lizard things come in, which they've been in Belem's employ this whole time, yes. but they're like weird giant lizard things that stand upright with big wings. Yes. On Titus's ship, Jupiter is kind of having second thoughts about this marriage thing and she's like eh, I want to talk to Kane and he's like Titus is like you still don't trust me um he's like well you can't talk to Kane because Kane killed all these guards and I had to turn him over to the authorities but don't worry I already got this reprieve right here for him and I'll give it to you because that's how great I am so instead of taking the reprieve and getting out of there She's just like, oh, I guess you are trustworthy. I guess I will marry you. Yeah. That's it. On the Aegis ship, Stinger is there, and he's like, oh, we need to... Oh, this scene was so dumb. I'm like, you know, you could have had stakes. You could have had this person made... You know, maybe it was the wrong choice, but they made a choice. But no, we're just going to say everything's fine because I understand where you're coming from, and I forgive you. That was all it was. He never faced punishment. Yeah, his daughter was sick. 
And this, this was a way to get her medicine. Kane hears this explanation and is like, oh man, 100% forgiven. I totally understand it. Get his, back on the ship, buddy. He looks at his boss and is like, you would have done the same thing. And she's like, well, fair enough. You got me. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't know that. I know. This is the thing everyone does. Right. Oh, and he's and like. And we find out later in the movie, it's not what Jupiter would do. No, it isn't. And Sean Bean's justification is, she's the only good thing I've done with my life. And I wanted to save her. And I was like, so you imbued the rest of her life with a horrible meaning by doing yeah. the horrible things for it? Yeah. Like, she wouldn't want you to do that. And if you're any kind of person, all you're going to think about when you think about it is what you had to do. Yes. So, good job. At the wedding on Titus's ship, there's all of these people there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, who are all of these people when she gets to the altar? And he's like, oh, they're just sims. They're required for all royal weddings. You know, it's, like, more about rules than whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, so they're sims, so they're not real. But they're required for royal <laughs> weddings? Yeah. The only reason that you would have a bunch of fake people there is for looks. Right. They can't legally be witnesses. Right. So they're doing their vows, and she's supposed to get, like, a... I guess the final part of this ceremony, the legal part of it, is that you get this, like, space tattoo... On your finger. On your ring finger. Yeah. And you get a ring. And she's having second thoughts, and she's like, oh, no, what is that, though? She hears commotion. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's only the Aegis and Cain, and they're coming to save you. Three. Yep. Third time. He uh, rollerblades in to save her, <laughs> and... The ring is not finished. Honestly, I don't believe my mother was ever as beautiful or as gullible as you, my dear. Sick burn. (laughs) And now we're done with Titus. Done with that story. Only one more son to go. (laughs) So they're back on the ship and she's really upset because she was made to care about stuff and then she got betrayed and all whatever and I feel like she's unreasonably upset by all this I mean she should be upset because she was so dumb (laughs) okay she should be upset because she's a very poor decision maker and super dumb but she's like the more you care the more they just tear you down and I'm like this was something you knew about for a day. This isn't your life's work. Like, why are you so betrayed right now? Also, you didn't love him. And it was a situation you didn't fully understand anyway. Kane t- tries to talk to her, and she's like, I just, I really just want to go home. So they go back to her house, and it's destroyed, and Chicanery Night is there. <laughs> I can't believe that's his name. I know, right? So he's there with the lizard guys, and Belem wants her to abdicate her title. Yes. Speaking of bad at negotiating, (laughs) they're like, and in return, he says he'll do everything in his power to keep you and your family from getting hurt. And I was like, that's the worst (laughs) promise I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. First of all, you literally own the planet. Yeah. So you should be able to make a better guarantee than that. Yeah. Also, can we also say bad at negotiating? So the Aegis is there with them. Who, you know, they're the intergalactic police force. This is the worst police force of all time. They're They're literally, they're witnessing a crime taking place in front of them. And they can do nothing about it. Yeah, I know. All they can tell her is like, no, don't go with him. We're going to file some strongly worded paperwork. Don't go with him. Yeah, where we have your family. Yeah. And he admits to it. Yeah. She's like, no, I'm going to go. It's my family. I have to go. They're like, okay, well, we'll follow really close behind. And I was like, if you really want, if that's how you wanted to do it, you should have had her be on yeah. that ship. Because they just close the portal really fast and then yeah. they can't get through because it's a Jupiter-esque planet. And so all of, you know, there's all the hurricanes and yeah. stuff. Belem is down on the planet. He says, says a bunch of really dumb stuff and just acts kind of crazy. Like, yeah, like he, serious mommy issues. Oh, and he does the whole, like yelling and then talking softly again (laughs) and I'm like that never works yeah and he kind of talks about the harvesting process and stuff so one thing that they never really make clear is why they harvest the entire planet at the same time why would you kill your entire breeding stock at the same time why wouldn't you harvest half the planet and then let it repopulate and then half the planet like yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Right. That's the worst way to run any sort of animal husbandry practice 
in the world. Because it took you 100,000 years to get to this point. Right. So just take half the people and let them repopulate. Yeah. Uh, don't tell them what to do. <laughs> Sean Bean is on the ship and he's pumping up Kane to go get Jupiter. You lied in the Commonwealth because you're a hunter who's been searching for one thing his whole life. You survived so long without it. The fact that you may have found it terrifies you, but not as much as the fact that she's down there, buried in several tons of hurricane. You know what's funny? When the Stockholm Syndrome and the need for a pack diminishes, they're gonna be in real hot water. I know, right? She sees her family and she's like, oh, do anything you want, I'll abdicate, blah, blah, blah. And she goes from zero to 100 in her acting in a split second. And then when the problem's been resolved a little bit later, she goes back down to zero again. It's like yeah. somebody forgot to remind her. Okay, in the previous shot, though, you were really upset. Really upset, exactly. She's like, well, what's going to happen to Earth and all this stuff? And he's like, you're in no position to be making demands. And it was like, yeah, you're but- in no position to negotiate. Yes, she is. She still owns the Earth. Yeah, that's why she's right here. Like, you wouldn't have taken her family if if you had all the power. Yeah. This is how good her negotiating position is. She outlines it later. Somehow, even if he dies, because she's claimed the earth, he'll never get it. She's, yeah. He, she says this, right? Even okay. if she dies, yeah. yeah. Even if she dies, he'll never get the earth. Okay. That Which, means that according to this thi- this law that treats the humans on these populated planets like cattle... If a recurrence is related to these humans, that's who inherits her property when she dies? This puts them on the same footing as the people with the titles. I honestly don't think that that's what they meant. And I don't know why it wouldn't have reverted back to him if she died again. Because those kids are still her closest genetic legacy according to how they... Keep track of that. Yeah, exactly. So he would get Earth back because the only way that doesn't make sense is if it goes to her family. Yeah, exactly, which wouldn't happen. Yeah, and I don't know how they would have the same legal standing when they are killed to create a youth serum, and everyone's totally cool with this. Yeah. So she says that she's going to do whatever he wants, but then she's like, "Mm, never mind, I'm not going to abdicate. Yeah, because you'll kill the entire Earth, and that would be sad, so I'm not going to sacrifice the Earth for my family. Yeah. Which is the smartest decision she's made in this movie thus far. Yeah, it really is. Only smart one, I might add. Yeah. So Kane comes in and starts busting everything up, like buildings, plant parts. Fourth time. Yeah. All this stuff. And then they find each other, and they kiss, and the planet's getting evacuated. So that means that the Aegis can come in because the gate's open. Jupiter shoots Belem in the leg, and then they both fall in a hole. She has this final confrontation with Belem, who she deduces correctly killed her, killed his mother. They're fighting, and he's kind of beating her up, and he's like, do you remember we were fighting? Does this seem familiar? We were fighting, and like mm-hmm. what you said to me? I remember what you said. You said that you hated your life. Yeah. And that's what she said a few times at the beginning of the movie when she was a maid. See, Um, I didn't put any of these connections together because by this point I cared so little because I was like, well, she wasn't that person. And also, I don't trust Belem as far as I can throw him. I don't know what he's saying because he also is a little bit crazy. I don't know what he said into himself in his mind to justify killing his mother. Well, yeah, and so this could easily have been justification, but he says, you begged me to do it. Because you said you hated your life. But see, this still sounds like justification. This whole, no, it does. you begged it me to do it, especially is what sounds like justification of, you begged me to, I mean that. So this is when she has the realization that you can be, you can choose to be unhappy anywhere, or you can choose to be happy anywhere. This woman was so rich and she had everything, but she hated her life anyway. So the ship is breaking up. He, mm-hmm. he falls off the edge of something and dies and she gets saved by Kane. The ship's breaking up. They make it onto the ship. They make it through the portal. Everything's happy. So that would be the fifth time that he's rescued her since he had to go back and rescue her again. Yes, it is actually. And then we cut to she's happily being a maid on Earth with her family. And they gave her telescope as a present. Which they can afford somehow. Yeah, and this super poor family can somehow afford a $4,000 telescope and is willing to give this to her because they love her. 
And then she's like, oh, well, I, I can't do this thing tonight. I have a date. And her family's like, ooh. And it's with Kane, who got his wings back. But has been given time off because he's hanging out on Earth with her? I guess, man. I don't know. So he got his wings from the military and then quit? And then she goes skateboarding through the sky. Or maybe it just means that your majesty's planet has a different future than the one that was planned for. This line being at the end makes it feel like what the movie's trying to tell us is that you can change your future, which doesn't make any sense because she's still working as a maid at the end. Yeah, and it's almost like, well, I chose to do that. But why did you choose to do that? Yes. Because her only, this rich lady's only assets cannot have been fixed in planets. She had to have liquid assets. Yeah. So why are you not helping your family by getting some of those? Like, I guess if some of her family wants to continue to work as maids, like, whatever. But I also don't think she's probably very happy working as a maid. No, I don't she think can't she likes be it. being fulfilled. Yeah. Because that's what it is. It's not like, it's great for you to be happy to make the best of a bad situation when a bad situation is all you have. Right. But, like, you don't have to be. And it's kind of weird because it kind of comes off as, like, well, it's fine to be super poor and not have choices. It feels patronizing. Yeah, no, it does. Like, just be happy, poor people. Anyone can be happy being a maid. And it's like, well, yeah, if that's all you get, then yeah, you should try and be happy with it. But come on. Yeah, but like, there's also a reason that she's happy right now. It's yeah. because she doesn't have to be doing this. Exactly. So the implications here of not telling her family any of this and not living as a royal. hmm what is she going to do when they want to meet her boyfriend that she already told them about? Yeah. That has wings and is a space alien. Yeah. Um, what is she going to do if she wants to get married to that guy? Yeah. What is she going to do? Because they're not going to be able to live on Earth. Right. Exactly. Um, what is she going to do to protect Earth? Right. So when she dies, who does it transfer to? Does it transfer to if she has children? But in that case, do they know about it? I don't. There also, was a lot of unresolved stuff. And I know they wanted this to be a series, and it very rightfully did not become one. Yeah, so here's the other question, though. Why is she not living as a royal and trying to fight the harvesting? True, because she's protected Earth, but there's tons of planets out there that will now be harvested. She also owns other planets. I don't know that she does. Belem's planets should have reverted back to her when he died. But they said that she left herself Earth in the will. Oh, Belem. That's what I'm saying. But Belem died. And if if there's their legal system is set up for recurrences existing, mm-hmm. and I bet you anything, like any normal legal system, and theirs seemed pretty similar to ours, would revert back to the person if they weren't dead anymore. So yeah, that's there's a lot going on that they just don't even address. They don't feel like it. This and this is such a like I said, this is such a scattershot approach. They put so many things in that never carry through the rest of the movie or get addressed again or or treated with the amount of thought that you think they should for like it's the bee thing. Yeah. Why did we have so many like such a huge emphasis on bees and bees recognizing her as royalty when bees never so came weird. up again? There was, I also found kind of an interesting quote from one of the filmmakers Mm -hmm. on writing this. They were talking about the traditional sci-fi hero, a hero who's emotionally withholding and stoic and strong, and also male. They wanted to create a new form of female sci-fi hero who is, like, this is the quote from them, can we bring a different kind of female character like Dorothy or Alice? Characters who negotiate conflict and complex situations with intelligence and empathy. Yes, Dorothy has a protector, Toto, who's always barking at everyone, and that was the origin of Kane. Okay. Oh my gosh. First off, the thing about Kane, making your male hero... Modeling him after a little yappy dog who has no part of the story, really, that's insulting. And a real simplification of what his role was in this, which is probably why he was such a flat character. Yeah. And then this fact that they're like, if they deliberately wanted to create a female heroine who handles things with intelligence and emotion rather than... Uh, violence, 
Which is weird because she did not. She was not intelligent. And no. she rarely fixed her own problems. Kane fixed most of her problems by coming in and rescuing her. I would actually say that he fixed all of her problems. Yeah. The times she was so bad at it that she, her version of fixing her own problems was not making poor decisions for long enough that but, Kane yeah. could come in and stop her from doing it. Yes. And they didn't create a new hero because Kane is emotionally withholding and strong and stoic. So they just transferred it to a side character, which, by the way, if you look at something like Star Wars, and that's Han Solo Mm -hmm. in that sense, Han Solo isn't the main character. The main character is Luke Skywalker, who does essentially a lot of the same things that Jupiter does. So the fact that she's, she's a woman isn't really very interesting because she's not handling things with intelligence because she's too busy being confused through most of the movie. I mean, that's the weird thing. Like, she could have made her own choice to not get married to that guy and still been in a situation where she needed rescuing. Yes. But they, the way that they set that scene up, it was like Kane was the main character. Yeah. Because they were setting it up just for him to come in. Exactly. And the fact that he had to rescue her so many times... That's laziness. It is. That she couldn't once rescue herself. And I don't, I'm not one of those people that's like really dead set against heroines ever getting rescued ever. No, but but five times in one movie? For reals? And she couldn't get herself out of one situation on her own? Or even like into a situation where all she needed was an assist. Right. It had to be straight up rescuing every single time. Exactly. Gosh, it was so boring and lazy and it made her into a really weak, she was very damsely. Oh yeah, she was. Except that she was also complaining, which made her damseliness more annoying. And it was weird because that was supposed to be like what she learned, but that wasn't even really what the movie was about. No. So I understand why Channing Tatum didn't know know what this movie was really about. Yeah. It did not have a clear message. Yeah. And this movie didn't do very well in theaters. Uh, its budget was $176 million, mm-hmm. and it made $184 million. Oh. The sad thing is, is their movies can be so beautiful yeah. visually, and I kind of wished they would get other people to write the screenplays, because I think that's what their weakness is. They I can't... Is, I think it is, too. Yeah, because even The Matrix, which is a much better version of this, but if you look at The Matrix as a story, it's still average at best. Oh, it is. If you yeah. strip away the effects. Yeah. Cloud Atlas, which is my favorite of their movies, was based on a book, and it was based very closely on a book. Exactly. So I I just feel like they would be better off if they got other people in to help them write screenplays. Yeah, I think you're probably right. So the next movie that we're going to do is one of my all-time favorite bad movies. I love it so much. It's Drive Angry. Oh, I've never seen it. I'm excited. No, wait. You have seen it. Nick Cage? Oh, I have seen this. This will be our first Nick Cage movie also. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And it's it's one of those movies that like is really super terrible, but it's also really entertaining. I love it so much. It really is. So I'm looking forward to that next time on More is More. For more of our podcast, go to moreismorepodcast.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com.